0: This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. <laughs> now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. i actually like to start from Don. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That is the shot again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to the 23rd edition of TOJ Film Room. Um, TOJ space film space room and iTunes. uh, YouTube. uh, You just type in Turn on the Jets in the search bar. You can type in YouTube.com. I believe it's slash Turn on the Jets TV. No spaces. Um, The normal housekeeping stuff. Twitter at JoeRB31 and Marcus at PatchMC42. Uh, We did get another review this week, which we appreciate. uh, One Five star rating and review from Armed 98. Sorry if I pronounce your name, but I believe it's Armed or Armed. Um, so he doesn't ever leave a review, but we deserved uh five stars easy highlight of his week as a Jets fan. Thanks for doing the show, and we appreciate you for listening. And thank you for leaving a review. Like I said, it only takes you know two minutes, even if you just want to throw a rating, five star rating out there, that helps. But if you want to throw a five star rating and a, and a review, um that's fantastic it really does help us more than you know so if you take hours out of your weeks to listen to the show if you can just like i said take two minutes to to leave a review even if it's just uh i enjoy the show five stars that's that helps it really does um tonight or today i will be doing the show uh solo for the most part marcus might jump on later he's having some things he has to deal with uh nothing bad um, but just some life things he might be able to jump on depending on what, what happens. Um, but for the most part, I will be doing it solo. Um, so I'm going to apologize now for the water breaks and, um, what is it called? And I actually, I'm having some technical issues with my computer. So if my computer goes out, um, then I will be using my phone. But, um, for the people, you know, looking behind the scenes, I have to have notes up here cause I have a bunch of plays queued up. I just can't remember every single play that's queued up. Um, so I have to look at the other computer to, uh, be able to tell, you know, exactly where the film is and where am I supposed to go on my computer? Um, at certain points, I'm talking about certain people. So we'll see. Um, but like I said, we appreciate everybody for listening. Um, it's been a little bit more, you know, more difficult because of the Jets have been losing what six in a row now um but obviously they won this week so it's gonna be much much more exciting it was much more fun to watch a Darnold film um than it was to watch film on 40 year old Josh McCown uh so I definitely enjoyed this week I'm gonna enjoy doing the show talking about Darnold that's for damn sure and talking about a win and I understand that some people are a little bit upset you know that you want the Jets to have the number one overall pick which if they did lose this game they would have in fact had the number one overall pick um but, you know, usually you usually want to tank, and obviously, yeah, like a number one pick, you get Nick Bosa. Um, most likely that's going to be the number one overall pick, and you fix your outside linebacker problem. But a lot of people want to tank that number one overall pick, that number two overall pick, and get a quarterback. The Jets have their quarterback, so what we need now is to see development of him. So, yeah, you'd like to get Bosa, but is, is getting Bosa and Donald losing and not showing a lot um, better than getting, you know, Colin Farrell or um, Josh Allen at five or six, or whoever, Jonah Williams, one of the tackles at five or six, and seeing Sam Darnold play well. um, I'm taking Sam Darnold playing well over any draft pick, any day of the week. So, yeah, while I was rooting for the Bills that last drive to come back and win because Darnold, you know, showed um, enough that game. It didn't happen, and then, you know, it's the result of Darnold playing well that the Jets did lose out on the number one overall pick. So it is what it is. Let's 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 hope it goes out this week again and beats the Sean Watson and the Texans. I doubt it, um, but that would be fantastic. So you can't really root against Darnold. I, I can root against Josh McCown and Led Jets. I cannot root against Sam Darnold and Led Jets. I just, I can't do it. I wanted him to win that game. Um But yeah, so it's going to be pretty fun to uh, talk about that. And of course, as you guys know, when the Jets win, I usually have some bad luck. I actually, I got eliminated in my biggest playoff, uh, in my biggest league, um, which kind of sucks. But the other two biggest ones are, I have like three leagues and uh, the two and three, I'm still in the playoffs in pretty good position, one game away from the championship game. So, so pray for me there. Um, But yeah, this, this game, um, you're just looking at some of the notes, it's, 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 it started out like uh, most Jets games did. And I was like, okay, they're not trying. Um, this is going to be, you know, a, a terrible game. Uh, the Bills get the ball. They drive all the way down the field for a touchdown. Josh Allen had almost 50 rushing yards, like a long rush of 31 Um yards they score a touchdown the jets get a you know right after the touchdown they get a huge return by roberts but there was an illegal team uh or illegal double team block so it went to like almost like midfield and then it went down to what the 15 20 yard line because of an illegal double team block so that killed the jets momentum um they get the first down negative two yard loss go to start second down false start by winters it's already second and 17 um you know, then second second uh the actual second down that didn't ha- that did happen was a five yard run by Crowell. So now it's third and twelve. And then the third uh play of that series, Darnold screwed up. Um, it looked like everybody else, you know, the, the offensive line pass set, the ride, wide receivers ran out for routes, and Darnold thought it was a run, so then Darnold scrambled for nine yards, hurt his ankle. Next drive Josh McCown comes in and I'm like, You got to be kidding me. Darnold played one drive, that was a three now, and he's gonna be out the rest of the game. Um but then the next drive, uh, the Jets actually made the Bills, you know, fumble. They made it down, fumble, they got the ball in good field position. Um, they lost I believe they lost uh three yards or they gained no, actually they gained three or four yards from like the forty two yard line or the forty five yard line, then they kicked like a forty nine yard, fifty yard field goal, whatever it was. So they had the ball back in great position and they kick a field goal because they can't gain any yardage. They gained three, four yards. So um it started off really, really bad, and I thought it was going to be a terrible game, especially with Josh McCown coming in the second drive, um, getting a pass deflected at the line. There, there was a um, there was a run of like no yardage. There was an incomplete pass. So it was just – it did not start off well, but then from that point on um, – the Jets played a good and bad game. Obviously, when we were a close game with the Bills, who are still a bad team in the NFL, um, there's going to be some some negatives, and there definitely was, especially from some portions of the defense and even some from the offense. Um, but at the end of the game, that's that's all you want to see with Donald. So, um, as we do it or as I do it, um, when the Jets win, we start off with studs. When they lose, we start off with duds. Oh, let me close this out. Only th- On okay, yeah. The only thing that's weird about closing that out is I get I literally so I have a screen that's probably like 12 by 12 inches, I don't know exactly what it is, and I'm literally looking at myself while I'm talking, so it is pretty uh weird at times, but it is what it is. Um, so studs, I'm going to start off with my first stud who. The one play that I'm going to show, he showed some lack of effort, which I didn't. I didn't love. Um, but Leonard Williams, regardless of what you say about this play, and the guy has not performed as well as he should have for a sixth overall pick. And what he was drafted in 15th, so this is his what going into his third or this is his third year, fourth year, whatever it is. Um, he's disappeared. There's just games where he just straight up disappears and it's inexcusable. And people use the double team thing, and we've talked about it before Aaron Donald gets double teamed like 76% of the time, and he's still like almost on pace to break the sack record. Um, even though last game uh they played against the Bears and he didn't do anything because Nagy just double teamed him literally every single play. Um, even sometimes they had they had three guys paying attention to to Donald, but um, he still needs to make some type of impact. And there's games where you see like this, where Leonard Williams is consistently in the backfield, he's consistently in the quarterback's face, and then there's games where he has no he has nothing registered on the stat uh, the uh, stat sheet or has like one tackle. Um, but this game, three tackles, two quarterback hits, plenty of pressures. I would say. Probably anywhere from like six to eight pressures I counted. Um, some of them was just him coming free off the edge, and some of them was beating, were beating his guy um, and getting to Josh Allen. So I thought overall he played really, really well. Um, the display, the the play that everybody's talking about with the with the lack of effort. I'm circling him with my with my uh, cursor mouse, whatever you want to call it. I used to call it a I, Krauser, and people used to make fun of me. Uh, Kyle Smith, if you still do listen, um, <laughs> but on this play, so. Obviously Jordan Jenkins, I would like to see he's he's on the edge right there. He is the like the five tech, if you want to call me. He's a nine. I can't really tell him not exactly overhead. I'd like to see him take a little bit more of conservative angle right here. I don't I don't I don't like how he's taking such a an aggressive angle right there to, to get to Josh Allen because Josh Allen does have some wheels. So bad angle there by um Jenkins and people said, Okay, well if you watch this play um, and like I said, you should be watching on YouTube. If not, I appreciate you for listening to the podcast. There's plenty of people who just listen to the podcast, but you're missing out on a lot, a lot of things. If you can, unless you can just imagine everything I'm, I'm saying. Um, but I, I'm not going to sit here and explain every single set and things like that because the show would take two hours or not two hours. It would take freaking 10 hours. me me explain, okay, well, they're in a, you know, a, a six, a six by four. Like I, I'm not, I'm not doing that because it's just, it, it would kill the, the film portion or just take too long. And people were saying, Avery Williams right here, um, who was the mic, they're saying, okay, well, what, what was he doing here? If you, if you are not, sorry, that's on him. He's right. He's right here. Um, circling him. And the people are asking, well, what is he doing? And why is he stopping right there? It's because he's in man on, on ivory. And he, even though ivory did, um, you know, he attempted to cut block uh, Jordan Jenkins, he could still leak out as like a check down. So he was accounting for him, and that's why he paused right there. Uh, but still, you see Henry Anderson giving full effort. You see Jordan Jenkins giving full effort, and then watch watch Leonard Williams right here. And this is my my worry is not. I don't think he's a uh, he's he's not a Mo Wilkerson guy where he's going to take off a bunch of plays. And he's bad in the locker room, and things like that. From everything I've heard, he's a pretty good guy in the locker room. For the most part, he does give effort, but there are some games where you see him either get tired and and not give effort on a play. Um, or he just looks gassed, and it can't really tell which, which it is. But this play, if I play it in full motion. You can see he's he's just he's loafing right there. And um, now was Henry Anderson closer, and could he have been the tackle? Yeah, but you'd still like to see uh, Leonard Williams give effort there to tackle Josh Allen. So I did not like to see that at all. Um, he still is my number three stud. Like I said, six to eight pressures, couple quarterback hits, um, you know, tackles on the line of scrimmage, tackles for loss. I thought he played uh, pretty well. Um, my number two is going to go to uh, Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson is a guy. Obviously, first five, four or five weeks of this season, people are pretty worried about him and the big contracts the Jets gave to him, which you know is it's like sixteen million dollars, you know, per year over the first like three years, and it's all guaranteed. After that third year, the Jets can cut him, um, but they're locked into him at that minimum, the the end of this year or to the end of this year, and then the next two years. So. As when he looked as bad as he did the first couple of weeks of the season, then he gets injured. People are like, oh, this should be an absolutely terrible signing. Um, but the last three weeks, he's played really well. Played well against New England, His first, I think it was his first or second game back. Uh, played well versus the Titans. Obviously, that pick six was just beautiful. The the picks this game were not as good as his pick against the Titans because the Titans are just a beautiful play. This one, let's be honest, um, he got helped out a little bit by the fact it was it was Josh Allen, but he still played really well. Didn't get beat. Um, much. There was a play where he's playing a little bit farther off than I would have liked to see him, or see him. Um, but it's gonna happen. You're gonna get beat sometimes in the NFL. But uh, overall, I thought I thought this was a this was a pretty good game. Um, you know, from Tremaine Johnson, and on this play, the Jets are just dropping into a uh, cover three. Um, it's almost like a cover three uh, buzz right here. And Terrain Johnson has his deep third responsibility and he has, you know, awareness. Well, one year doesn't really have a threat. You see the number one two threat right here. The uh two threat which we actually becomes the the one threat as he cuts across the the one threat. You just do it by who's closer to the to the sideline. So who's closest to the sideline be one, two, three, four, et cetera. Um, so that's when you hear us like talking about like, okay, well, the one became the two, you have to pass the one off to the two. That's what, that's what we mean. So he was a two. Now he's the one. This, this is the one. Now he's a two. Um, the one threat's not threatening deep. And obviously you have, uh, which looks like Avery Williamson in that, in that curl, to flat responsibility, taking his exit angle to that, uh, flat. So he doesn't worry about him. Um, so then his, his primary responsibility comes the becomes the number one, you know, now the number two. Um, but he has Joel Adams right there in that, in that buzz responsibility. So, uh, and then he starts to read Josh Allen he sees Josh Allen scrambling out to the right which which means he's going to have to throw it to the right uh obviously so he's cheating down a little bit and Josh Allen just he, he makes a terrible decision right here and i know it's like people say oh well, the video is choppy right here i'm just i'm playing it in slow motion cuz so play played everything in fast motion it's hard to uh show everything but uh yeah Josh Allen makes a bad decision escapes out of the pocket stiff arms a couple dudes just chucks the ball up and and Tremaine Johnson just gets an easy interception good awareness by him but he's in zone so he's supposed to be doing this um but like I said regardless it's an interception um good look for his stat sheet and you know I'm happy he got it so that was um one of the positives and the other play I have of him is just his it's, it's his other interception um oh it's uh okay well, you guys can't see it, but um for whatever reason, my computer's not letting me pull up the uh the interception the last interception of the game um but it, it was just a, it was a Tampa two defense um and he was in the curl to flat responsibility, and he basically carried the wide receiver on the sideline he he opened up his hips uh, he allowed the receiver to get behind him, but he was still in the shuffle technique, so he's playing pretty safe. Josh Allen just decided that he just thought that he could beat Tremaine Johnson. To throw over his head, the throw was way too far um, inside, and it wasn't deep enough. Uh, Tremaine Johnson noticed it, uh, attacked the ball. I, that's, that was the best play of that play. He didn't just let the ball come to him. He aggressively attacked the ball um, in the air, which I which I really really like to see because you, you hear us talk about it a lot. I don't like I don't like when you see uh, corners just let the ball come into them. That's usually when the receivers can make a play on it, or vice versa with the receiver not making a yeah. uh, playing the ball, and then the corner makes a play on it. So. I like to see that he um, obviously, you know, a- attacked that ball. So that was a good thing. Um, and he got my number two stud of the game, my number one stud of the game. Uh, I don't see how I can give it to anybody else uh, but Sam Darnold. And, <clears throat> and Michael Nania, the guy, he's like our stats guy at, at TurnOnTheJets.com. Uh, you know, at 21 years old and 187 days, Donald is the youngest QB in history. Uh, to record a game-winning drive since nine, 1999, when the when the stat was actually tracked, uh, just an absolutely huge game. First game in over a month. Uh, hostile crowd. Cold weather. Um, number one secondary in the NFL. And this is just by ratings. Uh, now you can argue, okay whoever it may be, the Jaguars or the Vikings have a better secondary, but I'm just saying by ratings and stats, they are the number one. And even if they're, they're, I would not call them the number one, I would call them a top five unit. So let's say like a top five unit in, the, in secondary in the NFL. Um, coming back from down big, uh, you see, look at his stats in the fourth quarter, seven for 10 in, in the fourth quarter with a touchdown. And on seven, or on four of those 10 throws, he was pressured. Um, so just an absolutely fantastic game. Uh, like I said, and, and n- another thing that Nania tweeted out was, uh, that Donald throws 11.2 of his pass attempts from third and 10, um, or longer, which is the highest rate in the NFL. So you really see how that run game, uh, does not help him and, and playing, playing third and long all the time does not help you because like I said, you have nothing deep. So let's just say it's a simple, uh, I don't know, let's say it's a simple cab concept, which is. Basically, uh, it's a, it's a short intermediate crossing, and then a, and a, then an over route. So it's a little bit deeper, so you have like a depth of like five to seven yards on a on a shallow crossing, and then a depth of ten to twelve on um, that that over route. But when it's third and ten, they're not going to play that short under route, which is supposed to pull the linebackers up, and then that over route is supposed to be behind behind the linebackers and in front of the safeties or corners. But when you're playing third and ten, they're going to play that first down marker. So that, that then that first route, that short, that intermediate crossing route is just it's just a race. So it doesn't matter. So you're taking away a lot of things from Donald when he's playing in third and long situations consistently, and he he plays those third and long situations higher than at a higher rate than anybody in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> for a few reasons, obviously Jeremy Bates has been a, a disappointment to this point, and the run game I talk about all the time. The difference between second and ten, second and seven. Uh, or second and five, and third and eight, third and ten, and third and six, third and five, third, and four is massive coaches and and front offices quite literally people don 't realize how 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 complex it is they have, like I said, they have playbooks of, of hundreds of plays. They have plays for 3rd and 7 to 3rd to and 10. They have plays from 3rd and 10 to 3rd and 12. They have plays for 3rd and 15. They have plays from 3rd and 7 to 3rd and 4. They have plays from 3rd and 3 to 3rd and 1. And depending on how much they're playing one side of the field, okay, we'll be through... Ten balls to the left and only seven to the right. We got to even it out a little bit. We got to throw a ball to the right this time. Um, we ran this many times. We got to even it out with a pass. We got like they, they account for all these things. And even if you're up or down in a game, okay, well, this game we really tried to to get the passing game going in the beginning of the game, but it's not it's not working. We're losing the game. I have to put some run on film so these guys who are charting our games when they play us know that. Um, you know, uh, know that we both pass and run, okay? Or, or every – so third and three, we pass the ball seven times uh, and threw the ball and, and ran the ball zero times. We have to run this time because they're expecting pass. Like They chart all of this stuff from – different downs to different sides of the ball to different concepts on different downs to different, it's different situations, different times in the game. It's, it's so complex with charting and how they do these things. And that helps, you know, defensive coordinator. So, okay, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's third and it's third and nine, the Jets like to run a smash concept to the uh, field side. Um, on, on, on this concept. So the Jets run a smash concept and, and look, the Bills are prepared on, what they, let's say they run a cover six and they have an intermediate and a deeper zone to cover that. Um, but now the Jets get smart and they know that the Bills know that. So now instead of running a smash concept, they're going to attack that cover three and they're going to run a Mills concept on that side and, you know, and isolate the, that corner in safety. So like, um, sorry to go off a little bit there, but like I said, it's it's a little bit different because I don't have somebody, uh, to, to speak with. So I try to explain things more. But that's, that's really, that's how complex the NFL is. It's not just, oh, call play, things going to work. Um, it's really, really in depth. But, uh, like I said, it's to, to, to have Donald in third and 10 and longer more than anybody in the NFL is a rookie quarterback who, let me, let, you need know, I remind you, the kid is 21 years old. A lot of people talk about Baker Mayfield, all the stuff, and I get it. Baker Mayfield, he's doing awesome right now. Um, even though he threw three picks a couple weeks ago in the first half. Uh, He's 23, 24. I think he's 24 now. He has three years of experience in football. And Donald, Donald is the youngest quarterback to ever open the season starting in in NFL history. So you have you really have to 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 recognize that um, when when you're judging these guys because it's hard to do Mayfield versus Donald right now because Donald I still think has a higher ceiling than Mayfield. I, I like Mayfield, but um, I, Donald was a number one quarterback before the draft for for a reason. And let's be honest that. Mayfield is working with better coaching right now, um, you know. At, you know, post Hugh Jackson, and he has a better team around him. Look, look, he, yeah, just overall, the, the Browns are a better team than the Jets. They have a lot more talent. Uh, you looked at the roster last couple of years, and you don't know how that they necessarily lost all those games, and Hugh Jackson was obviously a big part of that. And so people say, oh, coaching's not that important. It's pretty damn important. Uh, the Browns would have won a lot more games if they didn't have um, Hugh Jackson there, uh, you know, under the helm or or whatever you want to say. Uh, but this play. Um, let's watch it, and 16 for 24, 170 yards, one touchdown, one reception, like I said, coming back versus a good secondary in the cold, 30-degree temperature, California kid, apparently can't do it, uh, you know, young, hot, one of the most hostile places in the NFL, so uh, really, really impressed with, with Don. First half was okay, third quarter was okay, the, for, the fourth quarter um, was just magnificent. You know, let, let's be honest, a couple of those throws that he strung together uh, in a row was just it was just damn impressive. So, let's see with this one. Uh, oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't. Uh, damn! I remember watching this play and I didn't re- record it soon enough. But this was a really smart play because so Quincy Nuno right here was on. He was in this trips formation right here. Like I said, you should be watching on YouTube. Um, and he had this defender who might that might be it's either Poyer or or uh, or Hyde. But he motions to to the field side, and the safety or corner follows him, which usually alerts man. Okay, so this is this is man. Um, so that's what Donald's thinking. That, that's pre snap, and he sees. And, and I think uh, what's the name? Dan Orlovsky uh, highlighted this as as well on, on his Twitter. But I saw I saw it as well. And I thought it was impressive because it's usually use that motion, and a lot of teams use motion to, to distinguish man versus zone. Um, and that pre snap motion would show it was it was. Uh, It was man and it looked like it could be a cover one man. Um, And they're running, I believe on top of the screen right here. It's just, it's just a smash concept. Yeah. It's a smash concept. Um, so if it was man that necessarily that wouldn't necessarily work unless you're isolating that, that corner, then uh, you can throw the ball out to, to Robbie Anderson. And, and this, this corner would show if it was zone, it's either cover three. So he has two looks here. So, so even if he was wrong with the man, okay, if it's not man, it's, it's going to be like a cover three type look. You're going to have him drop back. You're going to have him drop back. You'd have this defender under here drop into the curl to flat, him in the, in the, in the hook to curl, hook zone, hook to like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it looks like it's either cover one. Man, um, or cover three, but neither of those things happen. Which, which is all happening within split seconds of each other. Um, uh, I think it's high. High is twenty three. Uh, drops back, and it's and it's cover two. So they didn't show. They didn't. They didn't run. And it's not cover two, man. It's, it's just cover two zone. They didn't show. They're not doing man or cover three. So Donald recognizes that they're dropping into cover two, which means that this corner right here is not going to drop back and ha- and be able to take that. Um, that uh, that corner route of of the smash concept, <clears throat> because like I said, if if this was cover three, like they're showing, then he, then you'd have this this corner deep here, and then you'd have the 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 curl the flat who would take the the hitch. So the the smash concept would be eliminated. Um, but Donald has enough, you know, he has, he recognizes that it's cover two. Um, and then he throws that that you know that corner route, which just seems okay. It's an easy throw, wide open. But all that pre snap showing man, and then co- potentially cover three, and then dropping to cover two zone, and still knowing to throw that um, all within split seconds. I thought was a really impressive play. Put the ball in a good location. Got the ball to Rob Anderson. Uh, great play by Donald. That's just good uh, uh, reading of the of the defense right there from from him. Um, so next uh, next play. This is this is a play where like I. I'm not even gonna say I dinged Darnold for this because it's 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 literally a split second. Um, to to the to the field side, you just have a swing route and a and a slant or a deeper slant for Robbie Anderson. It probably wasn't meant to be a slant, but he saw that safety right there, so he, so he made it a little bit deeper. Um, you like, I guess in a perfect world, you'd like to see um, Sam Darlene throw that route right about now to Robbie Anderson in the back of the end zone because Robbie Anderson does have separation from him. But it takes it him, if I play this in, in full speed, like right now, like we're watching a it snowmobile, it's like, okay, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. But, the, but that all the time is a second. So I play this in full in full speed. That's literally a, probably like a second, maybe a second that he takes to notice him. And he, and he sees him. Uh, he tries to throw the ball, and it's a little bit too hot and out ad, of the end zone. So you'd like to see him see this maybe a quarter of a second earlier, um, half a second earlier, um, be reading this whole side of the field because once he gets some pressure because uh, Shell, gets, Shell gets beat with the, with the spin move, which is a nice spin move right there, uh, nice and tight. He's using those elbows to, to knock off Shell. Uh, good spin move from that, from uh, whoever that is right there. Um, so he has to scramble to the, to the right side and he's looking at McGuire. Then he's looking at, uh, Quincy Nunois, and then he sees, uh, Robbie Anderson. So it's his third read as he's scrambling out. So he doesn't see him, but, uh, that is what it is. I'm like, I said, I'm not going to kill the kid for seeing something literally a split second late. It's not like it was an anticipatory an, an, an anticipation throw that he didn't see or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> because it was a, scram- just a scrambled drill. Um, All right. So let's see what this play is. Um, all right. So hold on. I'm going to take it. Like I said, I have to apologize. Uh, I have to drink water because talking for an hour and a half to two hours with no water and and no pauses it, your voice kind of gets a little screwed up. So just give me a second. And it's flu season. So I have a little cough. All right. Um, so this play, this is a play where people dinged him. Let me just make sure. Uh, hold on. Let me just do this really quick because I can't tell if I'm. Okay, cool. When I when I go back to the main screen like this, I can see if I'm uh, actually talking. Um, for the people who are watching, I'll make sure I'm not talking. Um, but nothing's coming through the mic. So people dinged him for this play, and I get it. Um, they are in a. Uh, they're in what? Uh, well, Dakota Dozier's back there, but it's it's twelve. It's twelve personnel. Uh, or twenty sorry twenty one personnel um it's a play action donald rolls out to to the left after the fake and he basically it's it's almost like a like a, it's a, it's a y cross concept um where you're going to have the y tight end, which is um Eric Tomlinson right here cross and then you have the guy on the opposite side of the field where where uh Tomlinson is eventually crossing to basically pull out um that 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 coverage right there from that corner, so the corner doesn't sit down and take the the, the cross um the corner's gonna be focused on him, and the cross is going to be open um which does happen uh even though it's not it's not a nine route he he does break back on a comeback and Darnold, so he's he's rolling out to the to the to the left and throwing the ball um so if if curse was to not fall down right here so so it looked bad on 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 the broadcast because you people saw this they they, they, didn't, they didn't see they didn't see this they saw that part right right here so it looked like oh man like he had he had a perfect position why why did Donald throw that and i still don't love the throw and i'll show you in a second why but if but if curse was to cut back and he, and he stayed on his feet right here curse probably gets to to the, to this ball he he probably it's, it's going to be a fight like i said if he's right here they're they're both jockeying for the ball and, and and maybe it's a catch maybe it's just a it's just a pass deflection for the defense but it wouldn't be a dropped interception right here um, so I, yeah, I didn't love the throw, but if Chris didn't slip down, like I said, it would have been a little bit different. And the reason I didn't love this throw is because you have to see the tight coverage one, it's a comeback and he's in trail. Now, if he was over top and comeback, he had to just throw that ball as soon as you know he's going to cut because you're the, the fat them stacking, which trail is behind, stacking is over top. Um, now, if he, like I said, if he was stacking him on top, then there's really no way he can get back to the ball. Um, but if he's in trail like this, it's gone, the, the trail is meant usually when they have over the top coverage, which they have. So he's playing in trail, um, or it's you know if it's if they think it's gonna be a shorter type route, it's hard to cut back with a guy you know literally behind you. So that's what's happened. So I would like to see Donald check that that why. Because he is wide open right here, he, he could throw it across his body, he could float it up, whatever he needs to do. He needs he needs to see Tomlinson right here. So this was a bad play from Donald. Um, I like I said, I think I think it's a little bit overstated on on you know should have been an interception things like that because he slipped. Um, so I understand why he he, he threw that. It wasn't a terrible throw, but he needs to see this because it is, it's first down as you can see. Tomlinson is going to get a first down and if not more. Um, and it's just an easy throw. You need to you know keep it simple, stupid. They said that and you know they said police work a lot. Just keep it simple, stupid. Um, and he needs to keep it simple here. He needs to check that Y cross before just locking on to And This is one of his problems where he locks on a little bit and he thought Carson was able to beat that corner on the comeback. Um, he wasn't able to because he fell, uh, but he needs to just check that. Even if you were going to throw it, just 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 give a quick flash of the eyes in the middle of the field, and he he has to see this set throw it. Um, he has plenty of time to to hit Tomlinson right here, so he he needed to see that. Uh, a little bit disappointed that he didn't, but he's going to have some bad plays. Like I said, he's, the, the dude is 21 um, years old, so he's going to have some. Uh, you know some some growing pains and obviously he he has uh he did this game he he will until you know the, for the next 2 years um now people talk about this play a little bit and they, they dinged him a little bit for this one too I'm going to show you why it's not necessarily um right to ding him here because it, people said okay well they wanted to see Donald hit a new on the seam right here which if he threw the ball now um yeah that 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 that's, that's fine even though the the corner is a, a pretty close trail but what happens is you could see it, you could see it if you're looking at Donald right here. Donald goes to throw this ball. You team see him load up right there and he wants to throw that ball. But what happens in the interior of the defensive line? So if he was to load up and throw it here, which, which he's open, he should throw it now. Um, a little bit earlier, like I don't know what see, it's hard to tell what side of the field he was reading. He he actually read the right side of the field. So you could see him fake that 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 handoff. Uh, I don't I don't think that was it wasn't it wasn't RPO because they're not run blocking on any side of the of the formation. So that, that was just a play action. He reads the right side of the field first. So he's he's reading uh, right to left. So he looks at a now. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's not like he was he was he saw noon here 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 he just comes to him right now. So this is when he when he sees a noon you know, coming down or coming on, um, you know, opening the seam right there, goes load up to throw it, sees that hand flash from that interior defensive lineman. So what if if he threw it here, it's probably a pass deflection. Um, so he pulls the ball down. He sees that Jordan Leggett is open right here, and he throws the ball a little bit low. I, I don't know if I showed both angles of this. Okay, yeah, I did, um, even though it's not as good as the broadcast angle, but I want to show the, the full field because it is what it is, but he rolled up to the right, throws the ball a little bit low to Leggett, and the ball, he had, Leggett has a slide for it, but it hits him right in the hands, and Leggett drops it, so that was actually a good play from Donald. Um, I didn't think of from that one at all. Now, like, I would like to see the ball, like I said, a little bit higher um, on this, but... At the same time, if it hits you in both the hands, you gotta catch it. So like I said before, goes to load up, C is number ninety nine, uh, Jordan Phillips right here, put it flash his hand up, so he decides to to pull the ball back down. Smart decision. Throws the ball um to Leggett. Like, and you can see almost right there, it is it is a catchable ball. Um it hits Leggett like in the hands, uh, Leggett like drops it. So um, it was, it was, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't kill Donald for that. Just get that ball a little bit higher next time. Um, next play was the, definitely the, the bad play of, uh, Donald. I'm going to talk some good, decent amount of Donald because I'm pretty sure that's what people want to hear about. Uh, if you want to hear more about Josh McCown or, or the older guys or hear me crap on Claiborne a little bit, um, you've heard that for the last couple of weeks. You haven't heard me talk about Donald. Uh, now this was a bad play by Donald. I did not like this. Um. You know, it's a, it's a uh, three by two set to the field side. Donald drops back. You have Beecham on the left side who, who's getting beat. Um, you know, the defender falls down right there. Donald almost takes a sack, but he, he senses that pressure and he's getting pressure from the interior, um, from his left side and his right side. So he scrambles out, uh, shows some nice athletic ability. And my my issue with this play is the Jets are at the 34 yard line, I believe it was 34, 33 yard line right here. You can see it's third down. I would I would say that I would say um it's third and nine, and yes, it was third and nine actually. So what Donald sees right here is he's rolling out. Um, what what he needs to do right here is just throw the ball away. You have Jason Myers, who is one of if not the best kicker in the NFL this year. I'm not saying in the future he's going to be, but this year he's playing like the best kicker in the NFL. Um. He needs to throw this ball away and give give him a chance to uh, to kick that field goal. But what he sees is he sees this, he sees this, he sees Tremaine Edmonds, um, you know, like trailing uh, Herndon, and Herndon has this this green grass to throw to or, or to get open to, and Donald is trying to try to fit the ball in here. So that's what he's trying to do. Um, but because he's on because he's on the run um, and he's not able to like fully load up, he's like literally sprinting while he throws this ball. The ball is way underthrown, so where he wanted to throw the ball is like here, where the ball ends up is like is here, you know, a couple yards short. So it's an easy interception for for Edmund. So I understand what he was looking at. Um, so it wasn't just a terrible read; it was just a bad decision, just because one, that's a really hard throw to to, to make, um, and two, you're in field goal position, and and the game wasn't a blowout at this point. So at this point, just take those three points. Um, play smart, um, but he tries to force the ball right here, and he needs to hone in on that aggressiveness a little bit. He needs to get smarter. need to see Tomlinson on that play. He needs to put the ball up higher to like it. Um, he needs to just take the points right here. Um, like I said, now if they were down three touchdowns and this was the third or fourth quarter and he was forcing it, yeah, I get it. Then get the ball higher and actually lead him. Um, but at this point in the game, he didn't need, need to do this. So didn't love this as well as a bad interception for, uh, for Mr. Darnold. Um, next play of Donald. I think we're getting into more of the uh, the good um, So let's see. Uh, so this is a hold on really quickly. got a uh important text i apologize for the uh for the pause i just got to see something unfortunately i cannot i cannot uh i cannot just pause the the show um okay so <clears throat> all right we're good joe is good so they're in a they're in a 3 by 1 yeah 3 but 3 by 1 the running back it's almost like a y iso where you're just isolating this this um this Y tight end on 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 the backside of the play with nobody else around him, even though usually YO, so you have the the uh, Y split out, which doesn't really make him a Y technically, because Y is always you know in line. Um, but they run a tear type concept um, here. I, I, I would I would say it's a, it's a tear type concept, um, and Darnold throws a a great ball. Um, again, you he. Let me see what kind of coverage this is. Um they're playing first and They're playing uh they're playing a, a a Jambo type uh look, the Bills in a cover two, cover two, um, it's cover two man. And Donald sees that the this uh this corner right here who takes an is, I think, I think that's a nunwa Looks like a nunwa or maybe yeah, that's a nunwa Um, or is it Herndon? No, that's a Nunwa. Um so he sees that the, the defender or the defensive back who's taking Anunua is, he, one, he's inside leverage, and he's trailing, so he's he's making up ground, so he's not hip-to-hip hip with him, so he's not going to be able to turn as quickly. Um, And he's trailing, so he's trying to make up a little bit for it. And Anunua, you know, he runs a pretty nice route, Um, not the sharpest of route, but still, it, it, it's good enough. Donald sees it as he's rolling out to the right and makes a, a perfect throw um, to to Anunua, who's right to the sideline. It's, it's leading him oh, away from the... Uh, you know, away from the the defender, and like I said, good good throw on the run for sure. Um, okay, so next next play of him, sorry, like I said, uh, I got some family stuff going on, so nothing nothing big. Next play of him or of Darnold, I have a couple more plays actually for sure. There's 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 a Decent amount more plays, so uh, this, this is what I want to do. I want to talk to Donald. I rather talk to Donald than anybody else. Maybe other like Jamal Adams, and Donald. That's the, the guys I actually have some fun talking about. Um, and this is another good, uh, good, good decision by Donald as he drops back. He fakes the play action, which is not a great play action fake, really. Um, and the Jets just run uh, it's it's a it's a slant flat uh, concept um, right here versus the Bills. I would say they're running a cover three. Yeah, I'd say it's cover three. Um, and the good, the, the smart thing about Donald right here is he, this linebacker is playing over top of of this receiver, but then he sees the the uh, the linebacker in his exit angle. And as soon as soon as number, I think that's eighty six. I think that's uh, Jordan Leggett right here. As soon as as soon as Leggett clears that linebacker, Donald sees it and then goes to throw the ball, which it doesn't look too impressive, but it is it is an, it is a nice recognition of zone right here, where it looks like he's almost going to play Leggett right here. But then as as he takes his egg angle egging, um to the flat, he hits Leggett right in the middle of the opening of that uh cover three defense. So nice play from Don right there to to read the defense, et cetera. Um next play. This is a let me see what this play was. Um Yeah, this was the, <laughs> this was one of the this is one of the better throws uh of, of the game right here. We have Herndon uh, who breaks out on the, on the out route and it's really I'm, I'm not going to talk about the concept or anything like that, but you have uh, Jonathan Harrison right here who who gets beat um, by the, he's like a, he's actually like a slanted, he's like a slanted uh, one tech. That's what, that's what I would call him a slanted one. <clears throat> Jonathan Harrison gets beat from the interior. Donald knows he, he, he sees the pressure right here. He knows he's got, he's about to get hit or have pressure. Um, and he, he steps into the throw. He doesn't have great foot mechanics. I don't, I don't love those mechanics because we talked about it before. Um, if you talk about, one, the hallway, um, let's see when he actually goes to throw. So he's throwing over here on the, on the very end of my screen right here. His hallway, which as I said is the back foot, the middle of it where it's leading. You want that hallway to be set towards where you're throwing the ball You or to want the ball to, to go. So his hallway is facing almost straight up the field, and his foot is facing a little bit too far towards the sideline, so his mechanics aren't fantastic. Um, on this play, but with the pressure in his face, he sees that uh, Chris Herndon is open, and look where he puts this ball. It's, you, there is no better place you can put this ball because not only is he leading Herndon vertically, he's leading him up the field as well, which is as, as far as possible away from this defender, who I believe is Tremaine Edmonds. So, like I said, he's not just throwing it over his head. He's not just throwing it to the sideline. He's throwing it both, right in that, right in that sweet spot. Extended arms from Herndon. Uh, out of the reach of, of Edmonds right here, and makes Herndon makes a great catch right here, but a great throw by Donald with bad mechanics and with pressure in his face. So um, that was one of his best throws of, of the game for sure. Um, next play of Donald, uh, this was this was his touchdown, which was just it was just fantastic. Uh, showing poise, showing the mobility, the ability to keep his eyes down the field, kind of that backyard football men, uh, mentality that, that we've been seeing. Um, through him in both his college career um, and in the NFL so far. And he gets pressure from the interior and and from the the exterior of the offensive line as Beecham and um, Long right here both get beat a little bit. Uh, Donald avoids that rusher, uh, turns back down the opposite side of the field, um, doesn't just toss the ball away right here. This is like, okay, I'm going to make a play. Uh, Picks up a nice block right there from, I believe it's uh, Kelvin Beecham right here, who knocks out the guy in, in pursuit of him or one of the guys in pursuit of him. Uh, and then Long actually gets in the way of another guy of pursuit. Donald continues to keep his eyes downfield, keep his eyes down the field, and then uh, Robbie Anderson eventually does does a you know get open right here, as you can see. Robbie Anderson is right here, and uh, good feel by both of them. Good um good decision by Donald as he sees that he's open, and he whips the ball in there in a perfect location um, because you know people say, okay, well, why didn't he lead him a little bit farther this way? Uh, because he's on the run, he probably have to, he's probably going to float it up um if you had to lead them and there's a defender coming right here so they've been either an interception or a passive flexion so he puts the ball in perfect location on a rope um and anderson anderson catches it and this is this is a fantastic play this was later in the game i believe this is in the in the uh fourth quarter the jets absolutely needed this and donald delivered um like i said if you're watching from this angle as well you see you see some of that pressure um and you can just watch how how truly this is an amazing play um, for him to keep his eyes in the field and to be able to deliver this ball um, in as good of a location as it was. And, and that's going to boost the kid's confidence. Uh, and, and he's a guy who's pretty even keeled and things like that. Um, but getting a win on the road in a hostile environment definitely helps your confidence. It helps the your teammates. You've heard uh, Robbie Anderson said he wants to be here, um, you know, in, in the future, which we'll see what the Jets do with him. Probably a second round tender. Uh, You've heard Jamal Adams say the kid is like clutch or whatever it is. So, um there's the Jets players are starting to have a lot of faith in this kid and uh I, I there's there's reason to be faithful I, I really do um I think he's going to be a good player uh now on this play um you could see Rod, it's it's another uh it's almost well it's almost like a it's, it's like a flat it's like a flat uh it's almost like a flat seven or flat five I, I almost like a flat five concept um the thing I don't like about Donald right here is you he has to he has to notice that that Anderson's open right here and get rid of the ball right here. When you're when the corner is playing this far over top, um, Anderson, even if he's a bad route runner, is gonna be able to cut back and, and get open right here. So he needs to deliver the ball, I would think, right here. So he needs to get the ball rid of the ball a little bit earlier. And I don't like his footwork. I don't like how he's not moving his feet. You have to stay light on your feet, to be able to throw from multiple platforms, you have to Uh, keep those feet moving so you could you could bounce and move and set your hallway and set your front foot when you're kind of stagnant it's hard to to make throws in a split second and you'd see it right here as he's reading the side of the field he reads that that's that flat he goes to throw the flat but he sees the linebackers there um but the problem is his feet right here you see he's kind of he kind of pan this is a little bit of panic right here um and you, and you could, it kind of shows in his footwork where he's not really moving his feet. He tries to deliver the ball to Anderson. One, he should get out rid of the ball a little bit sooner, and he needs to keep his feet moving to make an accurate throw. I actually, I actually don't really think you try to get the ball to Anderson here. I think he actually just, it looks like he just chucked out of bounds. So, um, like I said, footwork needs to improve. Uh, needs to just calm down a little bit. Um, and he needs to see that that Anderson is is open. Uh, he has an issue sometimes of him locking onto um, receivers a little bit too much, and, and that's going to happen. Uh, it, it is what it is. So, Next play, uh, I've, this is the second to last play of uh, of Donald, and this is a play that doesn't look like anything on on the broadcast angle. But if you if you notice this play, what he has to do, um, where you have, you know, uh, Elijah McGuire working across the uh, across the formation um, to the field side flat on the swing route, and it's not it's not a screen or anything like that. It, it just it's there's pressure because there's a blitz. You'd see that there's there's you know, number twenty right here is about to rock him, and so is Kyle Williams. So is the other edge defender. And what Donald does does is he he notices he notices that the um this defensive lineman right here the call him a four eye tech. He notices that he's here and that he can he can get a pass deflection on this and. It, he sees that he's not dumb he he knows that this guy is here so if this if this defender wasn't here, he probably fires the ball in the, into uh Lodge McGuire and gives him a little bit more time to to create some space and maybe break a couple tackles and get up the field um but because of this defender, he floats the ball that's that's touch that's a smart play that this is split second stuff this isn't okay, this is the plan I'm going to throw this play or throw the ball like this. he's getting pressure in a sp- in that split second right there you see him look. at that that defender, and then floated over him. This is a good play, a a good play that I guarantee that not many people are talking about. Uh, I haven't seen anybody talk about it, but that's, that's smart as hell right there from Darnold getting the ball to McGuire, who almost picks up a first down instead of getting a pass deflection or potentially even an interception. Um, it's just split second decisions like that 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 really make uh, good quarterbacks bad quarterbacks. You have Mark Sanchez or Geno Smith with that that ball getting deflected or, or intercepted. Let's let's be honest here. And I don't even like comparing him to those guys, but it just is. But even Josh McCown, I don't think Josh McCown makes that play to be completely honest. Um, so this play, uh, this was just Donald. This was that that last play of the game where I think the broadcast they were actually like. Oh, well, you know, the Bills are going to try to you know, sack darnell get him in third and long, get him out of field goal range and all this stuff because the Jets were only down um, three points at this point, under two minutes to go, second and four situation. And in my head, I was like, just get the first down, just get the first down, at least get in field goal range. What does Darnold do? He, he, he trusts Robbie Anderson here. He notices it's cover one, and he just chucks the ball up. And sorry, the quality is a little bit lower on this one. The NFL.com, our uh, game pass was not giving me clear clarity on this. I don't know, I don't know why when I was trying to record it. Um, that just happens sometimes, but he throws this ball, and and Tre'Davious White either has to find this ball in the air, looking low to high, or he has to play through the receiver because he's he has him squeeze a little bit to the sideline, but not fully. Um, if he it was to play through the receiver right here, he probably could have made a better play. But when Donald throws this ball, when he goes to throw this ball, it's I think it's the other angle you can actually see it better. He throws a ball like like here. So he just trusted Robbie Anderson to go get this ball. And the Jets need to throw the ball more deep to Robbie Anderson. One, just get flags. And two, you need to incorporate this, incorporate this guy in your offense. For one, the deep shots, which, yeah, it helps the offense 50, 40 yards. Um, you know, throws obviously help in big touchdowns, but it also helps, up, helps underneath and short off. They explain to people it opens up the underneath game, um, makes them play a little bit deeper, makes them play a little bit safer. And you can start to utilize Robbie Anderson more underneath as well. So they don't think enough deep shots to Robbie Anderson, I, I believe, in this offense. The Offense is way too much of the short to intermediate game, um, with little to no uh, deep shots, and they they need to take advantage of Robbie Anderson because regardless of what you want to say about him this year, he is underperforming. I guess uh, they're obviously not using him correctly, uh, but he still is one of the deep threats, best deep threats in the NFL. That is that's for sure. He just is. It's, it's that's a fact. Um, a nice play by him right here. Uh, one you could see that that he he swipes that that uh. Outside arm of Tre'Davious White to allow him to get more room to the sideline because if if Tre'Davious White was going like almost like arm bar him right here he wouldn't let him past and corners get away with that sometimes but because he swiped that arm down right there he got by him um, a little bit more and Donald let him just is there literally any better better location than this when when you throw the ball when they're when they're here you're just giving him a chance to make the play on the sideline um, you can't throw the ball too far over top because Hyde is right here um, and it, it, it's just I there's there's literally no no other way to explain this. It's a perfect ball to lead him to the sideline. I give him a give him a shot. Uh Robbie Anderson catches the ball and he gets he's out at the what this six yard line, seven yard line, and the jets do won't go on to score. Um so fantastic play by Donald. Great poise, great throws this game, good decisions, good reading of the defense, noticing the front defender um, in the way of the swing route. You know, touch pass over his head. Uh, this was a great game, game from Donald, uh, for sure, especially, especially in the situation, like I said. Don't, do not overlook that. First game in a month in this situation, uh, just, just awesome. Uh, one, of his, one of his better games, along with the Colts games, the Broncos games, the Lions games. He's had, he's had some games um, that were great. The only games I really did not like of him were the Browns' second half, the Jaguars, um, the Miami Dolphins a second time, and that's pretty much it. And he's 21 with, with not a lot of talent. Uh, People we were afraid of those couple weeks where Josh McCown came in. Oh, was Josh McCown going to play well and prove that Sam Darnold, um, you know, is, is just not that good at this point. And Josh McCown came in and played worse. The Jets scored, Um, I believe it was, I believe it was, Two, touch, two offensive touchdowns in the three weeks that Josh McCown played. I'm pretty sure it's a stat. Two offensive touchdowns in three weeks that he, that, he, that he played. And Sam Donald's first game back against a defense that absolutely dominated the Jets and was one of the better defenses in the NFL, their top five unit at this point. Um, Sam Donald came in and threw three to, or, or had three touchdowns in, in, in one game. And obviously he didn't have all three of those touchdowns. I'm just talking about touchdown drives. McCown had two touchdown drives in three games. Donald had three in one game against a great defense. Um, in the cold weather, a kid who apparently can't play in the cold. Um, so just it, it just shows how really good this kid is. And you get him, you know, want a better supporting defense, a better offense, um, offensive line, obviously, better running game. Because, you know, listen, I, I like I like Paddle and I like cruel but none of those guys are superstars. And right now he's running with Elijah McGuire and Cannon, who could be good maybe second, third or or third fourth pieces on a on a running back unit, but they're not number one guys at this point in their career. I don't think they really ever will be. So he doesn't have great running backs. He doesn't have a great offensive line. Like I said, 11.2% throwing the ball from – or percent of his throws are from third and 10 or longer, um, which is just a beyond ridiculous rate. So, like I said, the highest in the NFL. So he's not working with a good offensive coordinator, not a good running game. The receivers are are decent, um, let's be honest. Rob Anderson's good. Uh, Anunwa is good. But he doesn't have that Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, you know, Keenan Allen – Mike Evans, uh, any one of those guys, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. We can keep going with receivers that are that are much better than what the Jets have. Michael Thomas, you know, so he needs that true X receiver. Um, and then, you know, Robbie Anderson and Nnadi are more of second, third guys. They shouldn't be first and second guys, you know. So uh, he's not working with a ton on offense. So um, I, I give the kid a lot of credit. But um, moving on to the to the duds, um, listen. Uh, it was kind of weird, and I'll, I'll explain some of like the reasoning. It just I, I for the for the duds I kind of just got to try to give it to, like more individual units. Um, but I'll talk about some of the other people I thought were really bad from this game or or units or how they played. Um, my my third dud of the game. I'm gonna give it to Buster Screen. Um, just literally because of this one this play, which I couldn't get a better angle of it. I don't know they didn't show the other better angle of it. This is actually a really smart play by by uh, Josh Allen because a right here on the bottom of the screen. Um on the edge he jumps off side right here so that so the bills get a free play um and the jets are running a, a a jambo um where no matter what you're gonna have you're gonna have jamal adams uh take that point man right there which he does and then you're a, you have um this corner who i believe is uh tremaine johnson play first out the first person who cuts out first person who cuts out he takes him. And then you have Buster Screen who's playing first in, um, but he, this this guy doesn't cut in; he just runs a nine route or a seam route. Um, so but that's Buster Screen's responsibility, and Buster Screen has to make it up. And Josh Allen, you know, throws the ball fading away right here, so it's a little it's under thrown ball. Uh, Josh Allen has strong enough arm strength right here to just lead him and, and to burn Buster Screen, um, Buster Screen at at this point when he sees all these guys working to this side of the field, he needs he needs to play a little bit safer over top. So he didn't move his feet. This is why he's beat so badly because he did he he just he was really late and he had bad alignment um but what i didn't like about this play was obviously the pass interference just this is bad he, he makes up the ground but he sees that the he, he needs that this is this is awareness he needs to notice right here on the top of the screen that the and it's it's i guess it's easy to say but hard to, to do but he's in the nfl um he needs to notice that the wide receiver is gearing down right here. He's preparing to go catch the ball, but Buster Screen still runs with a ton of momentum and basically just trucks him over and gives him no shot. Boom, pass interference. So what would have been you know, a five-yard penalty? The Bills are on the 43-yard line because Screen has bad awareness. He plays the ball poorly off the snap. He plays the ball. He plays the receiver poorly after uh, you know, post-snap. Um, like I said, sees him call for the ball, sees the receiver looking for the ball, sees him gearing down. Um, but Buster Screen stays in full sprint, basically spears the, uh, the receiver over, um, and, the, and it's a pass interference, a, a blatant pass interference. So he needs to have better awareness right here. Which He's playing it well, okay. You don't want to look back, which he's not when you're in trail. Like I said, you want to be even with the guy or at, at, uh, before you play the ball. But once he sees him gearing down right here, he, he needs to either play for the receiver, flip his hips, and, and get his hands on. Or he needs to just he needs to lock him up like hip to hip and then look back towards the ball. I I prefer him to play through the receiver right here, Um, but either one of those is better than just running into him and and hitting him over because it's just you're it's an automatic passing and call. You're never going to win that. Um, So I gave him because of that. I gave him the 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 third dud. My second dud is uh, Morris Claiborne. Um, I'm done with this guy. Uh, Regardless of you know, I think he's been. I still think he's an okay number two, but this year I don't think he's necessarily an okay number two. He's just, he's in the decline. He doesn't have good technique. I don't, I don't like him as a player. He's just not my type of guy. Um, And actually spelled, I spelled his name wrong there, but he's on the top of the screen here. It's it's really hard to see because of the, uh, the the sun is so freaking bright here. So it's kind of, it's kind of almost hard to tell. Um, But what happens here is this, this is third and 10. So this is just like situational awareness. He he needs to know. Okay, the 35 yard line is the first down. Either play play off and play that 35 yard line and just squat and show some like like buzz your feet or show some so show some hot feet right here, um to just keep yourself light so you can cut, or um press the press the receiver and just stack them. But what Claiborne does is he's playing so freaking far off. And he opens his hips. Why is he opening his hips this early? We've talked about this so many times. The receiver is six yards, almost seven yards off of him. He's opening his hips, and he's looking, and you see his head. I, I watch it multiple times. You can see his head right here is looking back. See his face mask? His face mask should be pointed here. His face mask is pointing towards the quarterback. So he's looking to the quarterback while shuffling um, and bailing out right here. On third and 10, this is just, this is, Man, it's hard not to curse when I watch Claiborne. Just have some freaking awareness, dude. Because when you're playing in like no man's land, like six, seven yards off is like I don't necessarily like that. And if you are, backpedal, watch the receiver. At that first down marker, break. You know, play that first down marker. Even if you're not gonna play that first down marker, be, pre- be prepared to to break on the ball and play the receiver because it's most likely where he's going. It's 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 for it's it's um it's third down they're going they're most likely he's going to break uh, on a, on a sticker out which is like a deep curl um, to get a first down and what does Claiborne do he opens his hips up he gives him a easy freaking completion on third and ten look how far off he is look look at that space when he catches the ball that's not even close so the guy his technique is terrible uh, give me a back pedal don't give me that shuffle bail you know crap while looking back at the quarterback while flipping your hips to the outside when he's in this position he as soon as he does this, he's done. Unless he breaks back now. He's done, he's done, he's done, he's done, he's done, he's done. He's no shot. He, he literally is eliminating himself from playing um, that, that first down marker. So, he's bad, man. He, I don't care what anybody says. The, the guy is bad. Uh, I don't want him back next year. He hasn't got injured yet this season. I'm surprised. But, it, it, you know, law of averages, he's going to get injured next year if he does come back. Um, and he's bad. He's not even a good quarter. And he's getting older too. So I'm, I'm done with that freaking guy. And I see, like, during these games, like, pro football focus, uh, you know, Claiborne is rated one of the. I'm like, no. I literally, I literally just tweeted as, like, no. Oh, and by the way, uh, people who are still listening, um, which I hope you are, if. So what's going to happen, like I said, we have three more games to review after this game, so we have three more weeks. Uh, i probably do a show every other week because I can't just crank out film reviews because this is not my full-time job. You know, I, I do, I do have a full-time job, so I can't just dedicate 40 hours a week to this and 40 hours a week to my other job. Cause then I would have literally no life. Um, but what I'm going to do is if you don't follow me on Twitter, um, I'm going to kind of get a feel for people. People, what I feel like right now, they, they want to get player reviews. So it's going to be both player reviews on the show. So I'll do all the reviews on the show. So if you want, if you want to just watch on the show and I talk about players, um, that's, that's great. Um, or I do them on Twitter where I, I tweet out things. Like I'll tweet out like, like 40 to 50 plays of a player. Um, and I'll explain it the best I can in, in 240 characters. So I'll talk about the defense, the coverages, what he's supposed to do, what he did wrong. I'll tweet out a bunch of things and at the end of it, I'll write, um, I'll write like a summary. Like, okay, overall, what do I think of the player? What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? All this stuff. And I write up like, uh, reviews. Um, now what I'm going to do is I get a feel for people on Twitter. I have to go vote right now of what players people want to see right now. People want to see more free agent targets, um, as compared to, uh, draft targets, because I guess free agency is closer. Um, but, if you're not on Twitter, you can't vote on those things. You can't tweet me what you want to see. Like I said, you can always uh, email me, blue at joe, T O J, at gmail, no spaces. Um, email me, even if it's not questions, I said you can email me the questions there. I haven't checked in a while, but if you want to email me questions about coverages, anything like that, I'll, I'll talk about it on the show. I'll gladly address it. I like getting questions. Um, but email me players you want to say. Like, uh, you know, I'll talk about the biggest free agent left tackles. I'll talk about Bosa. I'll talk about Williams in the draft. I'll talk about uh Colin or Far- uh, uh, Colin Farrell or, or Cleveland Farrell whatever the hell his name is I was, I think Colin Farrell freaking actor um or you know Josh Allen the the edge rusher this year like I'll I'll review those guys or okay Le'Veon Bell I want to see what he add to the Jets or the biggest free agent receiver like Golden Tate or something like that if you want to see players and, and you don't have twitter but you want to see them reviewed on the show uh like i said either tweet me or just email me uh blue joe toj because that's that's what the offseason is gonna be based on i i I can sit here and talk about todd bowles getting fired and his and his targets and the head coaching targets and all all this stuff for days and days and days and just make up a bunch of crap like other podcasts do um but i'll do player reviews that's what people want to see free agent targets draft guys tweet me or email me who you want to see I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crank some out um, before free agency so we can really get a look at these players and see if you really want them because the problem with not watching other teams is like if you weren't a Jets fan right now, you were a New Orleans Saints fan or whatever. Let's just make up a random team or the Bucks. You're, you're a Bucks fan. You're in Florida and you need a corner. Come into free agency, you look at pro football focus and pro football focus, you'd be like, wow, okay, Caliborne, you know, he's a little bit older, but he's playing really well. And then once you got him, you saw him play, you're like, what the hell? Um, because stats don't really mean a lot to me um so i want to like inform you of the guys we're getting because maybe they're they're rated a little bit too highly and i see this stuff on film where i'm like i don't know why people are that hyped up about this guy but like i said email me tweet me i'll do some uh i'm gonna crank out some reviews i'm gonna start some probably now get a little bit of the head start um but this is again uh claiborne and this is it almost looks identical it's and nine, cover one 3rd uh, nine situation, it's the same thing as the last play. It's, it's it, I, I hate seeing stuff over and over and over again. And people are just going to attack him all the time on first down. It's literally, just from a different view, it's the same exact thing. He needs to play the first down marker. What does Claiborne do? He opens his hips up fully. He's almost in a full sprint right now. He There's no way he's going to be able to cut back on this first down marker. Opens up his hips, gives the receiver three yards of cushion, um, and has no chance of playing this ball unless the ball is just super late, which, which Allen is actually almost a little bit late because the receiver can see him throwing the ball and the receiver can see you throwing it. It's late. Um, so the ball is late and he still can't make a play on it. So the dude is just awful. I I I I hate Claiborne as a player. I do. It, like if you if you play a better technique, a better technique, and you're just not physically gifted or something like that, I get it. But he's physically gifted. He's long. He doesn't. He's, he's not pressing the guy like he should. Opens his hips up way too early. He's way too conservative. Gives up consistent third downs. Um, I'm I'm done with him. He's he's a bum. Uh, he's my second dud. He actually move him up to first. He's my first. My second is the run blocking because I'm just I, I can't watch the guy run anymore. Um, run blocking. Uh, they they ran the ball tw- uh, twenty eight times. They got two point eight yards per rush. That's below three yards per uh, per per rush is pretty bad. <laughs> um. So let's see this this play. Uh, this is a Mike zone as at least as, I, as I labeled it. Where they had they had Dakota Dozier playing some fullback right here. Um, but look at Winters again. It Winters is. Uh, man, I, I really don't know what the Jets have been moving forward That's offensive line. I don't like – I think Beecham's gone soon. Long has gone soon. Obviously, Harrison's on a starting center. He's he's a backup. Winters is rep- very replaceable. And Shell is a decent pass blocker, but he's a terrible run blocker. I'll show you in a couple seconds. He's a terrible run blocker. Um, and this player here, it's a Mike zone. So you have – uh harrison's responsibility is the is the one tech um you have long's responsibility is alexander uh responsibility is this is this this five tech nine tech seven tech whatever you want to call them um and winters it needs to get to this to to, i think it's milano is 58 um you're gonna have you're gonna have shell try to seal this this uh this four tech or three tech to the or three is it three tech to the backside. Um, and Winters can help him out a little bit on getting uh, inside leverage on this uh, this three tech, but his primary responsibility is is Milano right here. Um, what does Winters do? He almost like fully commits to to number ninety seven right here, and he, he's not able to make a play on Milano, who who shoots that backside a gap and gets an easy freaking tackle. Um, where, like I said, it's a mic zone. So isolating the mic right here, which is which is Jermaine Edmonds. And if he isolates him right here, now maybe is it is it it, it, it could potentially be even though even though uh, Long right here is not able to he gets almost like stood up and beat by freaking linebacker uh, Alexander who is just betters bad. You need to, he, he needs to wash him out and just kick him out right here. He needs he he gets beat right here uh, Long when when Alexander should be like over here. He should just be able to drive him away from this play, but unfortunately he doesn't. So it would have been maybe a tackle anyway. So bad play by Long, bad play by Winters right here, who um you need to know your responsibility. Work up the fielder here, block, block Milano, but uh he commits way too hard to that that three is not able to get uh defend that backside A gap. So um just a bad play by by both those guys and and uh McGuire has you know no shot of uh of getting or getting any yardage. So this is another play where I talk about Shell. Uh, this is this is a See what I, label. I just put terrible run block. I don't know necessarily what the run is. Um, just, I would just let's just call it an in, inside zone, uh, tight zone, and look at look at Shell. I'll explain in a second, but come on, man, um, he's just bad. Like I said, he creates no drive. One, because look how wide his arms are coming. So he doesn't get his look. Look where his hands are. Try to move a 200, 300-pound man with your hands on his waist. It looks like almost like they're freaking dancing at a high school dance. What he has to do is have his elbows in tight, get his hands into his chest, get that ex- get that extension. You see you see the, the, the sled drills. If you're watching on the video right now, you see the sled drills where they're pushing up like this. That's because you're, you're, you're creating the most torque and power like this instead of like this and grabbing something. Like, like, like trying to grab a swimmer swim wrestler by, by his by his by his freaking love handles, and try to push him, or do you want to get into into his into his center um, and push him from from tight elbows and extend? Use your chest. Use your tra- use your tries. Use your bo- like you know. So so blocking out like this is just terrible. He comes way too wider right here. Any he, and he's ducking into the, the play. Look look at his body right here. He's creating no power. You want to be like one linear. You want to get low. When you're bending over at the waist, which he, as you can see, he's bending at his waist, you, you're like, completely like, eliminating the power from your legs. You need to be in one straight line, so all your force is generating the same in the same spot. But when your when your legs are doing one thing, your your top is doing one thing, your, your arms are all over the place. The guy is just he, his technique is bad. Um, he can't see what he's doing. He creates, like I said, no push. Um, his feet aren't moving. You can see, so look at his feet right here. Too. His feet too. Once he gets, what is like a hop and extend? What are you, what are you trying to like shoulder press him? Um, and then he just gets tossed because he's leaning into it. His feet aren't moving. This this is a terrible play by by Shell. He gets shedded easily, and it's tackle on on McGuire. So Shell is just a piss poor run blocker. I I can't I think. Oh, he's a he's a franchise right tackle. He's drafted in the in the third round. Nope, he's not. Um. So uh, this is a play I actually missed from Donald that I didn't. I don't know why I put it here, but this is actually just really quickly I'll play where I talk about Donald. This is a great freaking throw on a fade, by the way. Uh, Anderson drops this play, but this is this is awesome. Um, like I said I don't know why this is queued up incorrectly. Um, but this is only in a spot. Look at look at this ball placement. He he sees one. The the corner is he plays it pretty poorly. Um, but this should be a catch right here. Only where where Anderson can get it right in his bread, right in his arms. Um, one, two, tap it. Um, he, he should have caught this, but great play by Donald. But uh, like I guess I don't know why I was queued up. Um, <clears throat> wrong. So I don't know if I have any. Maybe I was supposed to play um, another run play. No, I wasn't. Okay. So um, the next, I'll talk about the good from the defense, the good from the offense, and then we'll uh, talk about some other things. And we'll we'll wrap it up. Oh, I've been talking for a while. I guess it was a lot of Donald, um, but been talking myself. So good from the defense. Uh, Henry Anderson blocked field before halftime, uh, which he had a block as a point last week against the Titans, and then this week a uh, blocked field goal um, right before halftime was, was awesome. So Henry Anderson's playing well. He had four tackles. He had a half a sack and a tackle for loss. He had one quarterback hit. Um, Brandon Copeland, you know, a guy who is a backup outside linebacker, but he's playing, been playing pretty well. He's another guy. He was almost on my studs. He had like five or six pressures. Uh, three tackles, one tackle for loss, one sack. Uh Frankie Louvu for an undrafted undrafted guy out of what Washington, Washington State. Um, he played pretty well. You know, didn't light up the stat sheet, but I noticed him. Two tackles. Uh Neville Hewitt he was good and bad um i think people notice him and say he played better than he did because he he popped up on the stat sheet a lot or you saw him in the in in the run game he's making plays some of the a lot of the run plays I'm not going to lie were pretty easy uh in coverage he he was a little bit off but i'd say overall for what i expected him coming to this game he didn't look terrible so i'll, I'll give him a you know a thumbs up but eight tackles a half a tackle tackle for loss one qb hit um like i said, i will show, show like one of the bad one of the bad plays just uh really quickly just so people can uh get it let me see all right so um this is just a lack of awareness in tampa too i i labeled it. i don't know what down and distance it is because my up my screen's like blacked out a little bit right there um but bad awareness right here from from a uh, from hewitt um and you could see uh so this is like i said it's a, it's, a, it's a tampa two. Um, you have Avery Williamson, who's you know dropping back into his deep uh, responsibility right here to, to protect that uh, that split between the um, the two deep corners or the two deep safeties. Sorry, the uh, the one halves, and Hewitt has pretty bad uh, recognition right here. Where he needs some, he, he, right now he's just covering grass. Me and Marcus talk about this right now. He's dropping back. He's not covering anybody. Literally nobody. I can understand even more of, okay, well, he saw, I think this is Claret right here, and he covered Clay, which would have been wrong because this is, this is more of, uh, I believe that's uh, Buster Screen's re- responsibility, where Buster Screen, on the I don't know really what, Buster Screen should be on this too, where he's just covering grass too. This is, a ba- this is bad zone defense. You have two zone defenders and a guy in between them open. One of these guys had to take him. Um, so it's, it's bad on both their parts. So I'm going to give them both a ding right here. And if he would, he 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 would have to do something, either cover this, which would have been wrong, like I said, or have recognition of of this, um, you know, this uh, whatever. I don't know who that is, that uh, that outside receiver in a tighter split, um, breaking back on the on the stop route um so bad bad recognition by hewitt and there's a couple plays of of uh, coverage where he just was really pretty like he looked pretty lost but overall it's i would give him a thumbs up i guess uh mike pennell had three tackles he looked pretty good jamal adams more of a quiet game but you know he still had two quarterbacks hit hits had hit a tackle he still looked really fast making some plays uh steve mcclendon um pretty good he stood out a little bit more this game than he has in past uh he stood out more last year but this year he's been a little bit more quiet which is gonna happen he's got a little bit older he's on a long-term piece but uh his well, this is gonna be this is his third year here um, I've said he's one of the most underrated jets and you see him right here uh, as the as a three tech and just a great play um, what I really like about this play is so it's it's like little footwork things where he knows he's gonna get driven off the ball I like how he's not trying to fight right here he's not just chopping his feet chop, chopping his feet chopping his feet because if he was just chopping his feet right here he's never gonna get be able to to plant anchor and really um, you know, drive towards the ball or get free of that defender. So, like I said, I like this this kick right here. You see that, that right foot right there? That kick right there allows him to, to regain his, his, his ground and his footing instead of just chopping back where you never would have gained it. So, he's, he's really taking a hard stance right there, anchoring in, getting really low. You see how low he drops? His knee is almost parallel with the ground. Really nice anchor, strong lower body, good footwork. And what happens because of it? He tosses number 75 to the ground. He didn't 75 didn't step on anybody's feet. He didn't trip. Nothing happened on this play. Um, he just, he just tossed him unless that back. I don't think he tripped right there over that. No, it doesn't look like it. Um, McClendon just, just, he anchored in and just turned. You see him turn his body, use his momentum against him, throw him to the ground and get on the tackle. Um, on, on McCoy. So a uh, nice play from, from him there. He said a little bit more this game. Uh, Williamson had five tackles. He still has some issues in coverage, Williamson, but uh, he's, he's okay in the past game, really good in the run game. Uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis, four tackles, one sack, two quarterback hits um, was, was pretty solid as well for a extended role. He only, he didn't play that many snaps, but he having four tackles on like 15, 12 snaps, whatever it was um, played pretty well, had a block punt last week and, and he's, he's been playing uh, good, uh, the pass rush in general. There was a ton of pressure on Josh Allen, which I which I liked. And I I enjoyed watching. Um, good from the offense. Uh, six for thirteen on third down was is really good for the Jets. Uh, pass pass protection from the offensive line. I'll give them some credit. The pass protection was, but it was it was decent. Uh, so I'll give him a thumbs up for that. Elijah McGuire, seventeen rushes for sixty yards. Um, he looked good. Uh, obviously working with the offensive line. He, the numbers didn't look great. You know, set, like I said averaging a little bit over three yards per carry, but I thought he looked pretty solid. Uh, three receptions for 23 yards. Um, moved well, saw some things well, you know, got away from some defenders, had a nice stiff arm in the open field that one played. Uh, Chris Herndon had that nice catch. I'll give him a thumbs up. Robbie Anderson, uh, four receptions for 76 yards. He's been playing better the last two, three weeks. So I'll give him a thumbs up. Uh, give credit to Cannon, too. His first career touchdown. you have to give him um, some credit from from that, and then the bad from the offense and defense. I kind of already recapped the offense. The only bad from the offense was some of those Sam Darnold plays. Um, a got banged up, which you don't like to see. That's why he wasn't out there as much. And uh, the offensive line run blocking was pretty bad. Uh, now for the bad from the defense, because like I said the offense already kind of you know touched on it. Uh, defense, listen, um, Josh Allen rushing for nine nine rushes, 101 yards is is unacceptable. Uh, the Jets ran a lot of. Uh, They ran some man looks where I thought they should have run zone or if they did run man looks, they should have had spies. And it just seemed like nobody was aware of of Josh Allen. Uh, Once Josh Allen, um, you know, obviously with, with with a more of a running quarterback, like I get it, they were pressuring him a lot. But when you're pressuring him and you're penetrating the backfield quickly, that gives him running lanes. With 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 running quarterbacks, you more want to hold your gaps, so it's not really, it's a, it's a pass rush, but you want some guys at least to hold their gaps so they can they can shed off of it and make a tackle. Um, but the Jets really rushed him hard, and they didn't have any spies. Uh, they need to have spies versus Josh Allen, and I don't, I'm not sure if this was the first drive of the game, but this is a 31-yard rush because nobody is near Allen once he, once he breaks through the line of scrimmage. So, uh, they had some problems with, with him. Like I said, nine rushes for 101 yards. You can never really see that. You need to either run more zones, have a spy in man, or um, just play more conservatively, to, uh, contain rush him, and then the interior of the defensive lineman, instead of trying to penetrate hard up the field, you, uh, you you contain your gap a little bit. So you're almost playing the run uh, with some pass rushes as well in the in the, in the pass game. Um they gave up they gave up way too many third and longs. There was there was third and thirteen. I showed two of them with Claiborne with third and ten, third and nine. Um, but then there was problems with with Hewitt, um, playing poorly poor in zone where the Jets linebackers have issues, uh, and even in corners, they they are awareness in situations where like I talked about, I explained the whole thing with, with intermediate zones versus the, the cab concept before, whatever concept I used was a cab or whatever it was. Um, if, if, if the, if they need to get 10 yards, you pretty much for the most part are going to take those. Um, I gotta, I gotta put a up, up on the screen. I don't want to look at myself anymore. <laughs> so let's see. Um, so with the with, with that ten yards, let's say ten yards of cushion, you usually have like your linebackers um, playing like five to seven yards back intermediate zones, or maybe a little bit deeper, depending on the defense, depending on the coach, depending on the situation. But those intermediate zones on a third and ten or third and long, those intermediate zones are pretty much going to straddle that, that first down marker. But the Jets have a problem with their integrity of of staying on that marker. Where let's say you know let's say the let's say the third down marker is here. I'm just going to use Jamal Adams if you are watching. You'll see a lot of times where, well, let's not let's not say him because this this makes sense. Let's say this receiver right here is running a inter- intermediate crossing or or an over route. Jamal Adams would drop back. I'm not I'm not saying Jamal Adams is more the linebackers. So he'll drop back into that zone on the first down marker. But this this running back will come down on a check. Check down, uh, turn back to the quarterback, and instead instead of um, playing in the zone and having awareness of, of this crossing route and staying that crossing route because a crossing route you got, you need to defend that first. It's your first priority because it's you don't want to go past the sticks. Um, you want to play that first, and then if he does catch the ball, whatever you let the running back catch the ball, you rally, you make a tackle. Then it's then it's fourth and five. But what the Jets do is they, they'll jump up on that on that shorter route, and then the routes will go behind them on uh, on third down, whether it be cab smash uh whatever whatever it, it is uh overs it doesn't really matter um so and this is another play I just I just put the Jets uh another couple of, of other negatives like I said third down third and long was bad um the Jets defense situationally still struggles where the Jets scored that big touchdown that Scram dome was scrambling out for the ball to Robbie Anderson what happens I kind of knew it was going to happen a uh, huge play there and then the Bills drive down the field and get a field goal like the Jets don't make big stops in big moments um so then the Bills are up by three. So it's like, damn, they just score big. I believe they tie the game up at that point, and then the Bills drive down, to score a field goal. So it's like, you know, crap. Um, situationally, they they need to finish sacks on Allen too. Um, and I can put up little. I think I don't know how many sacks the Jets had this game, um, but they should have had another five or six because. There's just so many times where they, they were missing sacks. Kevin Pierre-Lewis right here, he needs to know that the stiff arm is coming and he gets stiff arm, he, he needs to swipe that down and make a tackle. Um, <clears throat> and then you have you know, Avery Williamson who is pursuing, uh, gets juked right here, gets stiff armed, stiff arm into a duck right here, which is nice by Allen, but, and he throws the ball away. So instead of this being a, you know, let's say a uh, well, that's 5 yards, 10 yards, instead of like a 10 to 15-yard sack or even just a 10-yard sack, he throws the ball away so the jets missed a ton of sacks this game they should have had um more sacks for sure um but they were not able to to finish them they're solving some problems with defense. So i'm going to bring up a couple more plays then we're getting to the next week and get into pickems pickums as well uh marcus has not got me the pickums yet i'm going to text him and see if he can get me them um if not i'll, I'll update you on on them this uh or the upcoming week so and i'm going to have to make my picks first that means but uh some blown defenses, like I said. Oh, this is Hewitt and Williamson. This is what I talk about right here. Uh, and play action they have a huge problem. Um, this is second and six, I would say. And the Jets are in a cover three. And look what happens. You can see them on in the interior right here. Both of these guys together. They both run into play the, to play the run right here. When you need to play past the run, um, because you can always make up for the run game if you're playing run to pass. This is what happens. Run to pass. You could play pass, rally to the run. Um, so they both they both react up and then there's a wide open over route um behind them. So bad zone defense from from both of those guys. It's just a blown defense. It's just you have to have more awareness than that. We've been seeing that a lot this year with the with the linebackers. Um they need to improve on that for sure. Uh again, Jets right here. This is a end around touchdown uh to whoever the receiver was. Um not an end around Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it is it is an end around, and this is actually. So I think I think uh, Hewitt right here is a li- he's he's late in recognizing it. Um, Avery Williamson actually recognizes it pretty quickly, but he gets he gets cracked box I'm not going to put this on um, Avery Williamson right here. That's a hard play to make. He getting blocked by two guys. Jamal Adams actually though he he misplays this. Um, he takes too aggressive of an angle where when this happens you can t- see him take this angle like downward, where you can follow my mouse he's taking too aggressive at an angle where he needs to scrape down the line of scrimmage more and take a more of a conservative angle just to secure that tackle he's trying to get like almost like a loss right here but because he takes that aggressive angle um, he's not able to to make up that ground on that receiver who's who's fast as hell. Like I said, if and, and that, that receiver was in his way a little bit, but if he was to more wrap around this and come over here, um, then Clayborne either makes a tackle he takes on this block or Clayborne takes on this block and he has the inside so the receiver cannot cut inside. So Jamal Adams plays aggressively. He was a little bit late in recognizing it, um, and it led to a, a touchdown and end around from the uh, from the Bills right there. Um, I think I have two. I think I only have two more plays. Um, from this game. This is Kevin Lewis, Tampa 2. I talked about some of the zone, zone issues with the jets. Oh, say, okay, so this is little what I'm talking about. I, I, I know I had an example in, in this game somewhere. Uh, this is third and 13 jets to run another Tampa two, Um, and you can see right here. You can see right here. You have, you're going to have, one zone, two zones. You have a wall defender actually right here. Um, yeah, defensive lineman drops back in, into the wall. He's actually not even a wall defender. He's kind of almost replacing. He's almost replacing in a shorter um, zone. He's not, he's not walling off though, but uh, he's almost replacing where Avery Williams is underneath. So they have one, two, three, four, and then Jamal is playing a little bit deeper, but he's the fifth intermediate zone. And you have the two deep guys um, being uh, Tremaine Johnson and uh, whoever that is on the side. Looks It looks like, like Dow Roberts. Um, so it's a little bit different of a, of a Tampa 2 look, but it's Tampa 2. What happens here is, like I literally just said, you have Kevin Pierre-Lewis right here who's dropping back into that hook-to-curl, and this is perfect because it, it backs me up exactly, um, where I said the deep uh, over-router, over-router, whatever you want to call it, crossing route, he has no awareness of this coming behind him, but what happens is the running back you know leaks out. And instead of playing this, which is a first down marker, so before he came up on this, he should have recognition of what's behind him. He should have flipped his – not have flipped his hips, but just had knowledge. Before he you leave your zone, you want to you know who's crossing the field. So this is, he's covering grass right now. He doesn't know who's coming in and out of his zones, which is the most important part of zone, knowing who's coming in and out, when to leave, et cetera. Uh, switching off 2-3, to 3-2, three, three to 2-1, two, two to one, whatever it is. Um, he starts to react. Up to that to that running back breaking into the flat, he leaves his zone and there's a guy behind him who gets a first down. That's bad zone coverage. I just talked about. It. I just explained it, and there's there's a perfect example of that. Um, one more play, so I didn't. I this can't do that. You got to play better defense. Uh, there's one other play where I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh Where Rashad Robinson, a guy who I think has good athleticism and good traits, he plays this pretty poorly. He's, he's on he's in man coverage on the slot defender or the slot receiver right here, who's uh Foster number 16, and he plays it bad. Um, Like I said, he's not squeezed right here. He's playing over top, and what he needs to do is play through the receiver right here, but he he tries to squeeze him and play back towards the ball where he's almost playing like a receiver instead of playing through the receiver where he gets both hands on. He has no hands on him, which is a problem right here. No hands on. Now, if he was to get his hands on this, this back, this, this, uh, this hip right here, then he would feel him cutting back and then he could play through the receiver. But because he has no hands on and he's trying to just just, just squeeze into the sideline um and not play through him, the receiver is able to just stop and, and make an easy catch. Rashad Robinson falls down, looks stupid because he played the ball poorly in the air. He played the, the just the entire play poorly. Um moving on. Um, let's see I think uh, I think I might have just one more play um, let's see what this one is uh, yeah so I'll, I'll just play so I'm talking I don't really need to break this down you can see that you can see a little it's, you get a little bit more appreciation on film like this when it's actually pretty it's not easy to get big returns it's just Andre Roberts, that, that stop start right there, that stop start like like right here to make that sharp cut right there. Uh, he, he presses the outside, getting it all all the special teams unit guys to, to uh, react to the outside. Cuts back inside, cuts again up field. Um, the guy he's he's been playing fantastically. He did have that that botched uh kickoff return which led to the bills getting the ball inside the red zone which was pretty bad um but overall he's had a fantastic year he's he's he has like the highest kick return and punt return average in the nfl he deserves to make the pro Bowl. probably be an all pro returner right now um so it's been a long time the jets have had one damn you 37 freaking so fast um but yeah he's 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 been great um he that first re- kickoff return uh the first play of the game for the jets offense or whatever he gets the ball to like the 50 yard line like i said Big return, uh, legal double team block, and it, it's taken away. So he averaged. He had five kick returns for 176 yards, which was a 35.2 average, and one of his like 50 yard returns were taken away. So he really he had like 215 yards on on six returns and averaged like I don't know like 40 yard return. So he was playing uh, great. Um, Myers two for two, long of 47. He hit all the extra points. So he had uh, what three extra points. So he's 2-for-2, two 3-for-3 two, three three on extra points. He had, he's 5-for-5 five five this game. The dude has been automatic. Um, and you have to reassign him at this point. Get, reward him. Hopefully he wants to come back as well. Um, now for the coaching, uh, it was – Here, I'll actually – I can just put this on my, uh, my actual computer now instead of looking at the other one. because I don't have any more plays to share. Um, so let me see. Um, scroll down. Yeah, so the coaching uh, I thought it was conservative. I didn't I didn't love it until the end of the game, obviously. But there was a couple plays I didn't like. The Jets punting the ball at the Bills' forty yard line. So they're at the forty yard line, where one Jason Myers can probably hit a fifty-seven yarder. Um, but even if even if not, uh, trust your defense a little bit. It, go for it. If you don't get it, then they hit the ball at forty. But you, you punt the ball at the forty yard line on fourth and five. Didn't love that. End of the first half. This is the play that this is the this is what pissed me off the most. The Jets have thirty plus seconds. I believe they had two. They had two or three timeouts. I know they had at least two or three timeouts. Andre Roberts has been bawling out and getting returns to the fifty yard line all game. The Jets don't call timeout until the clock run down. What they should have done was like let's say it's thirty five seconds. You call timeout. The Bills kick a field goal. You have then you then you still have at least one timeout. You you're you're relying on or you're hoping that Andre Roberts gets a to return to 45 midfield and then you throw a pass for 20 yards and you kick a field goal. Why not take a shot? It's not like the Jets are playing for a freaking Super Bowl or playoffs. You need to be a little bit more ballsy. And even if you're not just being ballsy, it's just saying it's ballsy, like, oh, do it because the Jets are losing. It's smart football to have 30-plus seconds, to have a good special teams unit, try to get the ball to midfield, throw a big pass or two, or one big pass, one out of bounds, get an easy field goal um, before halftime. But it, the Jets don't do that because they're super freaking conservative. Um, Didn't like that. I put three timeouts, so I'm pretty sure they did have three timeouts. Uh, The offense felt very predictable again. Same type of concepts, stick concepts, and they didn't really mix it up a lot. Um, Where like Sean McVay, like what what he'll do is like let's just say something like simple, um, you know. And I'm not gonna really get into it like deep here, but let's say it's like a simple uh, slant flat for or curl flat. No, let's just say smash. Smash is an easy one to understand. Hitch and hitch and a corner. Um, he'll run that that smash concept three times and run and, and throw the hitch. He'll throw the hitch, he'll throw the hitch. So then that corner's like, damn, they run another smash concept that looks like the same thing, but now but now the quarterback is, is is told to throw the corner. And he just does that where he'll just train the defense. Okay, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen it, I know I know what they're gonna do on this play, I got him. And then he tricks you and he shows you what he wants to show you, you react the way he wants the, you to react, and then he throws the ball behind you. So uh, he's getting figured out a little bit more now. Like, it's kinda, he's he, he, they, they struggle big time versus the Bears. But, uh, yeah, the coaching was was pretty predictable for the Jets, and I always want to see good coaching. Uh, like I said, run, run, pass. I will give them credit at the end of the game. Uh, going for the win, you're down, you know, 24 to 21. Uh, they run it in with McGuire, who uh, – awesome play. Actually, I didn't – that's – I don't know why the hell I didn't show that. Hold on. Let me – let me uh I can't I can't not show that that play. So I do have one more play. So I, I apologize, but I have to show McGuire's uh you know game winning freaking touchdown. I'd be stupid not to. Um, <clears throat> so this was a good play. Um, let's see right here. This is just good patience by by McGuire. By the way, uh, again the, Dakota Dozier is the fullback. It's it's like a, it's a I would call it a well one. They have Dakota Dozier in. they have Quali in, so they have some. It's like a jumbo set. They have some extra. Um, guys, and they have two tight ends. <laughs> they have two tight ends. A freaking Dakota Dozier. They have Quale. So, they're they're throwing out all the big bodies right here. Um, and it's like a it's like a lead mid zone. McGuire is really patient. Um, right here, and I, I, I like this because McGuire. It looks like this is open, but he sees that flash of that helmet instead of just hitting that hole. Um, where he probably would have got tackled. He waits for his blocks to develop. Good drive by by Winters uh, pulling. It's actually it's sorry it's not. It's it's almost it's actually more of like a pin and pull. Um, a lead pin and pull. Uh, Winters kicks out that you know that safety which he should. Um, and McGuire shows some really nice patience right here, uh, creating some separation from those uh those those defenders, penetrating that gap, and then uh, shooting up and getting the touchdown. So really good play by him. Good patience. He didn't just just press the hole and shoot for it when there's guys there. He waited a little bit, waited for it to develop. So awesome play. Um, by Elijah Maguire I to give him, him some credit. I give the Jets uh, coaching staff credit for going for it at that, at that moment in time. And I said they should go for it because what is a loss at this point? Who cares? Just show some balls. They went for it. Boost their confidence. Um, <clears throat> other than that, penalty is seven for, for 93. Way too much. We talk about it every week. Other than like a week or two, they have way too much penalties. And they're all, they all feel like really big penalties. There was like a third down conversion and the Jets stop somebody on third down. It's a big return. It's never like, oh, just a couple of false starts or oh, just a holding on a play that was incomplete anyway. It's always like, oh, well, thirty yard gain holding. It's like, okay, um, Lee. Other, the other other news, uh, Noon was a little bit banged up. I think Trey Johnson a little bit banged up. Uh, Lee was suspended for four games for violating substance abuse. I'm not going. It wasn't it wasn't PED, so he's not juicing up. Um, but I haven't heard it's weed yet. I've heard from don't take this for a word or anything like that. I heard it might be a little bit more serious than weed. He deleted his Twitter account. His mom deleted his Twitter account or her Twitter account. Who's like his agent. They haven't come out and said anything. Uh, obviously, it hurts. The guy is in his what? This is his third year. He's been playing better. His first two years, he struggled mightily. Third year, he's actually playing well. And then he gets, and then he comes out and violates the substance abuse policy. Which people think, and I think it's a mis, it's like a misconception or whatever, just uh, uninformed, honestly. Um, people think, okay, well, you get tested once and you fail it and you get suspended. That's not the way it works, people. It's you have to get tested. I, th- I think it's the third time you fail, you get suspended. And then there on after. So let's say, okay, um, they test you. I I, I wish Marcus is on here. I'll ask him next week. But um, let's say they test you three times a year. You 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 pop negative, which you fail the test. You 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 positive for showing you have weed in your system. Let's just use weed. So now you get tested more. You get tested. Let's say once every two weeks or once every month. And then you get and then you get you pop again. And that's like your final warning. You get pop that third time. That's when you get suspended. So it's not – he didn't just fail once. He didn't just fail twice. He failed three times. This is his third year. The first year he's playing well and he's getting suspended. So now if he gets suspended for this again, I believe the next suspension is eight games. So it's half a season. And then a suspension after that is a full season. So you have to to recognize that when when people are talking about – Either extending his fifth year option, I think his fifth year option is like ten million dollars or whatever it is. I or I could be less than that. I'm not sure, but you think about that when extending his contract, when extending him um, on that on that fifth year option. So it definitely hurts his case right now. Like the first year, you're actually playing solidly, and uh, you get popped. So, but moving on, um, let's go to the to the to the uh, the game coming up. The Texans roster. This would be perfect for Marcus Souks. He's a, he's in Texas, and he does like the ESPN show for Texas or the Texans and Cowboys or whatever. Um, But quarterback to Sean Watson, uh, 3,300 yards this year, 22 interceptions, nine interceptions. Super mobile guy, makes plays out of nowhere. He's a solid quarterback at this point, really mobile. And the Jets have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. I said it last week with Marcus Mariota, the Jets were going to struggle um, even though they with with Josh Allen even though Marcus Mariota they they played them pretty well uh, for the most part but they're just not that great against against running quarterbacks um so he's solid their their running back core is solid as well Lamar Miller say what you want I think he's a he's a solid running back Alfred Blue Dante Foreman that's a pretty good uh, trio of running backs so that's nothing to just look over and obviously their wide receiver core it's it's not in the depth like depth Sammy Coates whatever but having DeMar I think DeAndre Hopkins Man, I don't know. I, I think I, – I, I really have to break down the film. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL. It's either, it's either Hopkins or Brown. Uh, Julio's in there, obviously. Um, Thielen's up there. Michael Thomas is up there. A.J. Green when healthy is up there. But I, I think if I had, like, one play throwing the ball up, or God, I trust him to open. I think DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best. Um, So are we going to see, you know, Tremaine Johnson versus him? Is it going to be Claiborne? If Claiborne's on him, we're screwed. Uh, Hopefully, Tremaine Johnson, he's not going to ever shut him down, but can he limit him? Hopefully. Because then Demarius Thomas is a guy who they played him well uh, when they played him, you know, week five or six, wherever he's against the Broncos. But Demarius Thomas is probably going to be with Claiborne a lot because he's the number two versus number two. And Demarius Thomas dominated Claiborne last year. Um, so that, that receiver core is one of the best in the NFL DT is a little bit older and not as good as he was like Peyton Manning and even a Tim Tebow in Denver, but he's still a really solid number two. That's for damn sure. Um, so that receiver core is, is good. Ryan Griffin, their tight end. He's okay. The offensive line is balls. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's just, it's terrible. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a guy who's pressured a lot. And this is a game where you hope to see the pressure we saw on Allen, but a, but a little bit more finishing and getting sacks because uh, their offensive line is just not good. And this is a game where Leonard Williams is going to have to step up and, and earn some of that, some of that money. Um, hopefully, uh, that he wants because uh, the offensive line is bad. Uh, Julian Davenport at left tackle, uh, left guard, uh, Clemente. You have Nick Martin at center, who's okay. Zach Fulton at right guard, who's okay. And then you have Kendall Lamb at right tackle. Their left tackle, left guard, right tackle are bad, just bad, bad players. Um, Look at their defense. The defensive ends, DJ Reader, whatever. J.J. Watt is, I think is 13 sacks this year. The dude's an absolute monster. Um, he's a generational talent. He's one of the best DNs, if not the best DN I've ever seen play football. Or he's at least in the top three, at least in the top three. So um he, I, I don't know how Shell or how Beacham's gonna block him. You have to send him some other than some help with chip chips and things like that from tight ends. But the problem with that is once you once you uh, double team him, you still have guys like Jadavion Clowney and, and Whitney Merciless who are going to be able to pressure um, you know, Sam Darnold's so that's that's definitely a worry. So, uh, looking at the interior de- defensive line, the D de- de- tackle nose tackle is Brandon Dunn. Uh, not really too sure who that is, but it doesn't even matter because you have JJ Watt. The outside linebackers, like I said, Merciless and clowny Clowney's a solid player, Merciless is a decent player, so they can definitely rush the passer with JJ Watt. Their linebackers, their middle linebackers, I like a lot. I like Beyond, uh, I like McKinney and I like Cunningham, Zach Cunningham, and uh, I don't know. I always call him Bernard McKinney, but it's like Bjorn or whatever the hell his name is, McKinney. Um, Really good inside linebacker pair uh, right there. And then the secondary is solid. Um, Jonathan Joseph, Kareem Jackson is a good duo. Uh, Aaron Colvin, I believe, came from the Jaguars. Jaguars or the Colts maybe? Um, but he's a solid corner. Uh, their set their safeties, uh, Justin Reed and Tyron Matthew. are it's it's a solid secondary. It's a good defensive line because of Watt. It's a good pass rush because of Watt and um, Merciless and Clowney. So that's a game I'm definitely worried about. Um, and you know I'm not going to talk more because I've been talking already for a while to myself. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Texans thirty-one, Jets twenty. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that you know. Listen, I want the draft pick too, but if Donald can beat the Texans at home, win two in a row after a comeback win in Buffalo, come out, beat Deshaun Watson, I'll be ecstatic. So I'm like, let's, let's freaking go Jets here. Let's get, let's get a win. That'd be, that'd be really cool to see. I'll get Marcus's predictions for all this stuff, uh, you know, upcoming when he has some time. But I'm sure he'll pick the Texans as well. Um, but like I said, my final score or my score is uh, 31 to 20. Um. So for the pickums, uh, do it by myself. Uh, last week before picking, I was I was fifty one thirty five and one. Marcus was fifty three thirty three and one. Um, we we both picked the Titans who blew out the Jaguars thirty to nine on Thursday night. We both picked the Texans who got beat by the Colts uh, twenty four to twenty one. We both, or I picked the Packers. Uh, he picked the Falcons. The Packers won 34 to 20. So I caught up a game there. We both picked the Panthers and Cleveland. They lost 26 to 20 to the Browns. Um, we both picked the Cowboys who beat the Eagles 29 to 23. Cowboys have a lock on that first place. Now it seems like um, Sunday night, we both picked the Rams who just defenses won this week for sure. Uh, 15 to 6 the Rams the high powered offense that could not be stopped got held to 6 points versus the Bears on the road. Uh, great job of the Bears. I like defense. Let's go defense. Um, and then Monday night uh the Vikings went into Seattle and got destroyed by the Seahawks. It was 21 nothing. They got absolutely blown out that game. They got a, the, the the Vikings got a garbage time touchdown to I believe it was Dowling Cook on a throw from um from Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins hasn't looked that good. Uh, John DeFlippo, who everybody wanted, oh my God, he helped develop uh, Carson Wentz and all this stuff. And he went into with the Vikings with an offense with Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, uh, Stefan Diggs, Dalvin Cook, who's a who's a versatile running back, and they put up seven points in garbage time versus the Seahawks. They put up 10 points versus the the uh, Patriots. They they're six, six, and one. Um, the offense is, is it has been terrible for them um, with just an, an amazing amount of talent. If they're putting up ten points versus the Patriots, the Jets put up thirteen points with what they have. What what would the Jets do with with John DeFilippo? He has no creativity. He, uh, I I don't like his play calling. I think he's a little bit too stubborn at times. Um, it's just it's it's bad. Uh, the offensive line is terrible. he, he doesn't find ways to. Uh, kind of get away from, um, I guess not, not get away from the offensive line. Can't get away from the offensive line, but kind of uh, water down their problems, I guess. So uh, he, if if he's the next head coach, and he just got fired from being an offensive coordinator. Just there's there's no way he's he's out of it. If, if, if that's not even possible um, at this point. So goodbye to Flip. you did an absolutely terrible job with the Vikings and with fantastic talent around you. So uh, see you later. Um, so overall, I went three and five, and Marcus went two and six. A really bad week for us, but I still caught up a game, so I'm happy about it. So now I'm 54 40 and one. Marcus is 55 39 and one. And unfortunately, I'm, I might change my picks depending on what Marcus does, but I'm gonna make my picks by myself right now because uh, Marcus is not here. He'll, like I said, text me his picks. Uh, first game is the game tonight, man. Chiefs versus Chargers. Chiefs at home, 11 and. 11-2 Chiefs versus the 10-3 Chargers. Just an absolutely fantastic game. And I'm going to take the Chiefs here. But I, I have some. And last freaking week, too, I wanted to pick the Browns versus the Panthers. The Browns won. I just had a bad feeling that the Panthers were going to lose. And I kind of wanted to pick the Seahawks over the Vikings. But I took the freaking Vikings and the Seahawks won. So I got to go with my gut a little bit. But I don't know. This game is one of those games I can't really decide because the Chiefs are 11-2. The Chargers are 10-3. The Chiefs already beat Chargers. The Chargers are 10-3. and three. They're only probably four losses of the season. Two of them are coming against the Chiefs. They're they're gonna get swept as a ten and three team. It's just it's it's hard to believe, but because the Chiefs are in, you know, in Kansas City, I'm going to take the Chiefs next game. Uh Saturday at 8 20. So I already picked the I already picked the Texans. I picked the Chiefs. Uh the five seven one Browns at the Broncos. I'm taking the Browns. Um I don't I don't think the Broncos have a ton of talent. Emmanuel Sanders is out now. They don't have Demarius Thomas. Um they're they're an older team. Case Keenum's a bum. Um, so I'm saying the Browns on on the road here to get the seven and seven. The the 500 Browns with the shots to potentially grab a wild card spot in the playoffs is just crazy. Um, <clears throat> the next game Sunday at one o'clock. The <clears throat> sorry, the uh, seven and six Dolphins at the six six and one Vikings. <sighs> this one's hard because the Dolphins always. <clears throat> sorry again. I gotta I gotta drink some water. It's gotta happen yourself for two hours it gets your throat a little bit scratchy um so this is why espn radio all those guys like wfn they get like those commercial breaks it's a little bit easier but two hours straight it's difficult um seven and six dolphins at the six six and one vikings the dolphins just came off that play which uh over the last over the last five to ten years i don't know if I've seen a crazier play. Uh, obviously, it's 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 a seven. It was a six and six Dolphins team in a regular season, and a game that doesn't really matter if the Patriots lost. But if that was in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, that would be one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. I think just based on the play in itself, um, such so it's like I, I think I might be the craziest play I've ever seen. I, I don't know anything I've ever seen that since I've been a diehard football fan that that's that's been crazier than that. Because like Marshawn Lynch, like the run, like all that stuff, the interception, um, that was crazy, but throw the ball, get two laterals, like that Gronkowski as a safety and the Patriots, why are they playing Gronkowski as a safety when the Tanhill Hill would have had to throw like a 60 yard ball, 70 yard, 60, 65, 70 yard ball to get it in the end zone. He can't throw that deep. So why is Gronk back there? Um, just a bad, bad decision by them. Um, but they're coming off that high. The Vikings just fire their offensive corner, but I, I hate the Dolphins so much. If you've been watching the show, I, I just, I cannot pick them because I, I do not like them at all. Um, and I'm hoping with the flip gone, the Vikings in a spot where they need to win. And they just have a ton of talent on that team. I don't understand how the team is six, six and one. I, don't, I think if they, just, man, uh, I don't get it. They have two more wins than the Jets, and their talent is just with Hunter and Griffin and Diggs and Thielen and Kendricks and Harrison and Smith and Xavier Rhodes. Like, man, uh, they had to turn around here versus the Dolphins. It's like do or die for them, and they're not making the playoffs. And this team not making the playoffs, a team I believe I picked to go to the Super Bowl, is just one of the biggest disappointments. Them, the Eagles, the Jaguars are just like, what is going on here? Um, but I'm taking the Vikings uh, to win at home. Sunday at one o'clock, the eight and five Cowboys at the seven and six Colts. This was a really hard game to pick. Um, I'm thinking the Cowboys, man. They're just they're on a hot streak. Uh, Amari Cooper apparently was worth a first round pick since uh, he's been there. He's been the number one receiver in terms of receiving yards and things like that in the, in the NFL. Uh, he's changed their offense. They're they're more explosive. They're helping Zeke out because of Amari Cooper. Mark Cooper's balling out. Um, and I just don't think the Colts' defense is actually like, good enough to, to shut them down the running game, um, which will be set up by the pass game a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to see the Cowboys on the road right there. Um, this next game I picked I really thought it was going to be a good game, actually, Sunday at 1 o'clock, the 5-8 and eight Lions at the 4-9 and nine Bills. I'm thinking the Bills because it's in Buffalo. Like I said, it's a tough place to play, good defense, and the Lions have sucked. Um, I'm thinking the Bills there. Two more games, Sunday the nine and four twenty-five. the 9-4 and Patriots – at the 7, seven five, and one Steelers, I'm taking the Patriots. I, I think the Steelers, after they came out like they're like five and two or whatever, um, they might miss the playoffs. Uh, Connor's not there, Bell's not there. Uh, they just look. They don't look like a good team. Um, the Patriots just got embarrassed on the last second play. The Patriots are coming out hard. They're gonna win in a uh, in the Steelers uh, arena. In this next game, the last game, the 11-2 Saints at the 6-7 Panthers. The Panthers have lost like four or five straight. But the Saints suck on the road. Um, the last couple of weeks, they still have not looked good. But I'm, I'm thinking the Saints because they're just a much better team than the Panthers. The Panthers are really reeling at this point. So, uh, overall, like I said, I might change it. But me and Marcus, we'll work, uh, we'll work it out. But I am I think I'm going to probably maybe stick with it. But I the Texans uh, versus the jets. I have the chiefs versus the chargers. I have the, uh, Browns at the Broncos. I have the Vikings home against the dolphins. I have the Cowboys on the road against the Colts. I have the bills at home against the lions. I have the Patriots at the Steelers and I have the saints at the Panthers. Um, like I said, I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I'll be back next week next Thursday again because today I have all five work Wednesday nights um like I said, leave a review if you listen to the show for hours and you really appreciate everything that we do uh if you just like I said literally two minutes I know people like it's kind of like I, everybody does it, but like oh, well, I won't do it because you know somebody else will do it i don't I don't have to do it all this stuff if 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 everybody who says that just takes two minutes of their time um like I said, we get more ratings, we get higher up in the charts, we get sponsors. We get a little bit of money. A little bit of money means backgrounds, means better sound quality, means more film, um, means I can dedicate more time to this. So it, it does, it means a lot more than you think. So please do that. Like I said, appreciate everybody for listening. Enjoy the game. And the final thing is blew it, blew it Joe, B L E W E T T, Joe, J O E T O J, at Gmail. Um, or, just, or just message me on Twitter or, or tweet me on Twitter or whatever, um, I'm going to be doing player reviews of draft prospects and free agent or potential free agent targets. Um, if you want to see them, because I guess I'll be doing it on, I'll be posting it on social media and I'll be doing it on the show. If there's a guy you really want to see, message me. And if I get enough guys who say, okay, if, if five guys say Golden Tate, I'm going to do Golden Tate. You know, so... Uh, the more people who message me and remind me of a certain guy, I'm going to review them for you. So uh, like I said, do that. Email me. If you have a question, oh, what's the difference between, you know, some, some, cover two and cover three, which at this point you probably do know. Um, if you want to email me questions or like anything like that, I'm, I'm happy to interact. I love talking football. So email me there. Leave the review. We will see you next week, and uh, everybody be safe, and um, we'll see you in a couple of days.